This episode is sponsored by Deeper Devotions. It is a workshop that we put on at Saddleback Church on how to help you grow and develop a deeper and more meaningful quiet time. Our next um, workshop of, of Deeper Devotions is coming up June 2nd. Um, at our Rancho Capistrano campus. So you can go to saddleback.com slash deeper devotions, register for this event. It's from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. We would love to see you there. It talks about how to have a quiet time, talks about um, how to go deeper in your prayer life. It'll be a great day. I will be there. I'd love to meet you. Doug will not be there, but I will be there. I'd love to meet you. (laughs) That sounds good. And since I'm here, I might as well say something. That link will also be in the show notes. So if you can't remember saddleback.com slash deeper devotions, just Go on down, click the link, and you can get there right away. Hope to see you uh, Saturday, June 2nd. Hello. Welcome to Doable Discipleship. This is a Saddleback Church podcast and YouTube show designed to help you deepen your friendship with God, or as we like to call it, it's the show that helps you grow. We do like to say that, and we think that you like it too. <laughs> yeah, n- I, you've not told I, us. I like but to we, think that you do. <laughs> we believe you do. You know, over the next few weeks, we are going to have a series of discussions inspired by Pastor Tom Holliday's book, The Relationship Principles of Jesus. So, uh, because we're going to be talking about that for the next few weeks, I want to encourage you all to pick up a copy of this book and read through it with us. Now, it was written as a 40-day devotional-style reading, um, and it teaches six key principles of relationships that Jesus both taught and modeled in his own life. So we're going to spend the next few weeks talking about these principles, and we'd encourage you to walk through the book with us. We expect you to be watching and listening to every single episode because we know y'all got relationships and we know they're not perfect. Oh, I thought you meant of the whole show. Like we expect that you've watched every episode of the whole show. (laughs) Well, yes, extra credit for that for sure. Uh, But I think this is one of those series that's going to be good for each and every one of us. I know it is for me. Just just starting to work through this content has been making me look at my relationships and think, dang, I got a long way to go on some of these. I've really got to step up my game. And this is going to help us do that. So today we're talking about what kind of comes down to the first week of daily devotionals in the book. And uh, the big topic is that nothing, nothing is more important than relationships. That's really the key key idea for today. And if we look at uh, Pastor Tom's book, we, we dig into the theme verse for that week. It's Mark 12, 29 through 31, which is the discussion on the great commandment. Uh, and Jesus is responding to some who have asked him the question, what is the greatest or most important commandment? And he says this, Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this, listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Go back to our earliest episodes of Doable Discipleship if you want to hear us dig into those in greater detail. In great detail. Yeah. And then he goes on. The second command is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. So really, really big, big, boiled down commands there. He takes everything that is written in the scriptures and brings it down to these two main points. And the two commands that Jesus lists as most important are actually relational commands. It really just comes down to relationship, loving God, loving other people. That's what he brings it all down to. And I think this is really interesting because he doesn't, he doesn't make it about obeying a set of rules and regulations. 
he makes it all about relationship. That's ultimately what all of reality boils down to. And I think if you, even if you go back and look at the Ten Commandments from the Old Testament, is you can look at those through the prism of relationships. That yeah. What those boil down to is loving God properly and loving yeah. others properly. Yeah, Jesus is showing us that the, the root that underlies all the commands of the Bible are all... Um, that that is the root of every single command that is given is these two commands: love God, love others. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's going to be kind of the crux for for this whole talk on the relationship principles. It's all yeah. about loving God and loving others, and then how do we do that well? Yeah. Um, so the question is: if nothing is more important than relationships, right? How do we know? How do we know that's the case, right? Yeah. Um, and so we have a couple points on this of how we know that nothing is more important than relationships. First. God is relational in nature. He, he is relational by nature, yeah. right? And we talked about this extensively in uh, episode 43. So I encourage you to go back and check that one out. That was called, uh, Is God a Person? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we talked a bit about how God exists as a trinity, right? He is a single being, but he exists in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are eternally joined in perfect loving union, and it is that relationship that forms the basis for reality. Mm. Everything else that flows from God's creation exists in relationship because God exists in relationship. Yeah. And that's, it's, so obviously nothing is more important than a relationship because that is God's nature. Yeah. Um, so that's a huge, huge idea to tackle, and it's important to understand that if you're going to get the crux of why this is important. Yeah. Um, there's this great quote for, uh, from Tim Keller. You may have heard of him, smart dude. Uh, he wrote this book called A Reason for God, and in it he says, ultimate reality is a community of persons who know and love one another. That is what the universe, God, history, and life is all about. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, what Tim is getting at there is that the entire created world, reality as we know it, was is all an outcropping of God's relational nature. Yeah. That it is an overflow of God's uh, loving essence, right? So God exists as three persons. They are constantly joined in this loving relationship. And it's our best our best understanding of why God created in the first place is that he desired to extend that loving goodness to creatures other than himself, which takes us to number two, which is that God made a relational world. So not only is God relational by nature, but he also reflected his relational nature in the things that he's made. So God made a world, a, a realm, a reality, and he made a place for us to not only exist as distinct from him, so God created beings who are other than him, who we and other creatures like angels and that sort of thing have independent wills and minds. We're able to think for ourselves and make our own decisions and that kind of thing. But we're also distinct from one another, that we are separate. There is a Jason, there is a Doug, and that's in creating this realm or this world that we have this sort of, uh, the sense of otherness between each other. And it creates it creates limitation and it creates separation, which actually allows us to relate to each other as as separate entities entirely, which I know is kind of heady, but without this created realm or something at least like it, there would be no way to tell the difference between you and me if we were just sort of disembodied minds that re- this <laughs> this cre- this creation gives us like a common platform or a common medium for us to connect with each other on. So we can communicate, 
we can understand one another, we can even influence each other in the things that we do. And in that way, we kind of, uh, God has kind of mimicked the Trinity in human relationships that he's created, that they're that we're connected, but we're also distinct from one another and able to relate with one one another. Yeah, and there's so many places in Scripture alone that 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 hark on the importance of relationship, hark on yeah. the importance of not being alone but being with others. You can go yeah. all the way back to the Garden of Eden, which we've talked about a lot on the show. Totally, it's not. A- good and then you for can look at alone. Noah's Ark and bringing the animals two by two, and then you can look at just all these different stories about the importance of relationships and how relationships were handled. And it's just such a theme that's just, it, it, it it's all throughout scripture. Yeah. Um, so obviously it's important. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's everything. It's what everything comes down to. Exactly. So that's our point. Yeah. Um, so then we bring up, okay, so what's the problem? What's the problem with relationships? Why can they be hard? Uh, first of all, I think we can stop there and give that a moment of pause too. And I think we, I, I think part of what's going to set up this entire series, this entire series of discussions, is that relationships are so important, but they are so, so difficult yeah. because of because of who we are, because of our fallenness, because we sin. Yeah. And um, we carry that brokenness into every single relationship that we have. And healthy, I mean, having a relationship is one thing, but having a healthy, flourishing, Takes. God-honoring relationship with anybody, yeah. with God included, is extremely difficult. Yeah, and that's why it, a book like this is so important. Work. It takes it takes intention. I, I, I that's that's a word that I love. Yeah. And a word that we talk about a lot in the retreat ministry, so I'll give props to the retreat ministry is this word intention. It's about putting our focus and saying, "Okay, I'm going to, you know, be intentional. I'm going to make time for and give a priority to this relationship." Yeah. Whether it's with, you know, a spouse, a child, a loved one, God, like all of these people in our lives, it, it, it requires some kind of intentionality yeah. in how we go about r- relationship. Yeah. And, and that'll come through the six principles that we talk about right? You know, as we deal with this. Mm-hmm. But as we mentioned that, you know, there is a problem because relationships are hard. And we often give into the attraction of lesser things, as Pastor Tom writes in the book. Yeah. So I'm going to read uh, from... Tom's book, The Relationship Principles of Jesus. And we're going to hear what does Tom say about this, uh, about the attraction of lesser things. He says, place the highest value on relationships, not on money, but on relationships, first with God and then with others. Not on time, but on relationships, first with God and then with others. Not on things, but on relationships, first with God and then with others. Not on your work, but on relationships, first with God and then with others. Yeah, yeah, I know that, you may be thinking. Of course you do. We all know this. The problem we have with evaluating relationships is not in the knowing, but in the doing. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That's a pretty uh, common theme that we can all kind of, you know, of recognize. And maybe you clicked on this episode and you're like, Relationships, yeah, okay. I can, you know, I know. Yeah, they're important. It's important. So what? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to talk about it for? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it's in the doing. It's kind of in the practicality of it. This show is called Doable Discipleship. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Is some ways that we're taught and modeled by Jesus and how we do our relationships, how we live out our relationships. Yeah. That quote was on uh, page twenty nine of Tom's book as well. If you didn't catch that, so if you're if you are following along, if you've somehow it's the very first got the book the already. <laughs> 
<laughs> as you start out good this job. <laughs> hey, good for you. Uh, so let's talk about some key perspectives. These are some things that Tom teaches in his book, some clear principles that will help us to prioritize relationships. The first one is to recognize that relationships are more important than money, as we were just reading in the book there. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus tells us that we cannot serve two masters. And there's this whole discussion that he has with his disciples about the inability to serve two masters. And on this topic of money, how you cannot serve both God and money, uh, Jesus interestingly and critically uses the word cannot rather than should not or ought not or best not to try or it's very important that you don't. He said, you cannot serve two masters. And and this is important because he's not saying that if you try, um, it'll be hard, but you might be able to figure it out. He's saying that that's not possible. Because in his words, you will love one and hate the other. And so when it comes to our relationship with money and then our relationships with others, we have to prioritize one or the other. We cannot serve both equally. Inevitably, our relationship with God or our relationships with others will suffer if we try to make money our top priority. And uh, a lot of us, I think, want to believe that money is not our priority. Um, But I think when we, as you were just talking about, when it comes down to what we actually do, we actually find that the majority of our time might be getting eaten up by the pursuit of money and things and that sort of stuff. Uh, And we're going to talk about other facets of that in just a couple minutes. But I've seen that even in my own life. Uh, A couple years ago, I started getting back into the hobby of photography. And uh, I I really enjoy photography loved it. You're very good at it, Doug. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Tip of the hat to you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it kind of, it kind of, it was a hobby that I was into in college. And then over time I got out of it because I just got busy and got into ministry full time and, and I got married and all this stuff. And so life just gets busy. Well, I kind of started getting back into it a couple years ago. And then people started coming to me and saying, hey, will you take, will you take pictures for us? And so it kind of just evolved into a little side business that I did that I enjoyed. And but after a while, I felt myself getting sucked into this desire to uh, leverage that and to earn more and to do all this stuff. Uh, of course, in addition to serving in ministry and trying to you know, remain faithful to God's primary call in my life as mm-hmm. a pastor, and of course, first and foremost, as a husband and as a dad and a follower of Jesus. And I quickly started realizing that I was falling into a trap with the photography business. And um, really, at the end of this past year, I kind of had a wake-up moment where I was like, this is just, this is taking too much. I... I have started to serve this as a master rather than mm. rather than leveraging it as a tool to create extra income and that kind of stuff. It started actually kind of owning more of me, heart and soul and time and stuff than uh, than it ever than it ever should have. Sure. And so I've decided to to carve that back big time because I felt like what I was losing in order to gain that extra income was not worth the loss. A time away from my family. I mean, I would go out and do all these shoots, do like a couple of them a week, and then I'd be editing photos in the evenings and stuff. So I'm like hanging out with the kids, put them to bed, jumping on... There's doing photography. People don't realize, they think, yeah, you just point the camera and then like you're (laughs) done, The pictures just (laughs) come out of the camera, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's like Polaroid. (laughs) There you go. There's your photo. Um, Anyway, and it became... uh, It it went almost to a debilitating place and I've had to kind of recalibrate that. So I still... I, I still do it, but I've decided okay, this, these are going to be the boundaries for this in my life, and I can't let that overstep its boundaries or else it starts taking something priceless away from me. You know, you, you may lose something priceless in your pursuit of something that is very finite and in the That's end not, that, not really that valuable. Hmm. And oddly for me, I was like, oh, this will, be, this will enable some things for our family and that'll be a cool thing. But then I, I, I kind of found out it was actually the opposite. It was it taking, was it was taking more than it was giving. Mm. Yeah, That's a good point. I'm sure that, you know, 
you, you know, if you're watching or listening, have a story that's, you know, it might resonate with what Doug was just talking about. It's such a common thing as, as we know, like, you know, I, it's, it's a feeling of either I want more or I need more or, oh, this is cool. Like I, I can, I can devote more of my time to this. It's keeping in mind that your time is a limited resource, right? As, as Pastor Rick always likes to say, is you only have 168 hours in the week. So if you're devoting more time for this reason, it means that you are taking time away from something else, whether yeah. it's your family, or if <clears> not your family, that might be your sleep, and that might be detrimental to your health. Sure. All sorts of things. And what I would say, too, is that sometimes, like, it can begin as something that is good and motivated from a good place. Totally. You know, like, you know, for, for parents out there, for example, part of what you have in mind when you're setting out to earn money is you want to enable good yeah. things for your... You want to make possible good things for your family. Like, oh, this will let us go on, like, a a nicer vacation, or you're thinking this will help me to gain something for my family, and that's a good thing. And so it may start in a very good and pure place, but I think what we have to watch out for is that there is some creeping that can happen over time, where a little bit turns into a little more, turns into a lot, turns into too much, Snowball and effect, yeah. you wind up down kind of a rabbit hole that you never anticipated. Mm, Tom point. has a quote on page 33 of his book that I'll read here, which is really good. It says, if you hold on to competing values, one will always overwhelm the other. So if you try to hold relationships with whoever, God or or your spouse or with friends or whatever, kids, um, and hold them um, in balance with something like the pursuit of money, you will typically find that the balance is almost impossible to maintain. Like there's going to be a tipping one way mm-hmm. or the other. So you have to decide which way you're going to tip it. So am I going to push the pendulum toward family or am I going to push it toward money and recognize that there will be a there will be a loss that comes from that? That's such a great point because oftentimes our good intentions don't start out like, hey, I'm I'm at this point I'm th- I'm going to see my family a lot less. It's usually right. like, oh my good intentions start slow and then it builds and builds and builds like yeah. you're talking about. And it's something yeah. a lot of times you don't even realize until one day your spouse goes, "Hey, um you've missed dinner four times this week, <laughs> you know." Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I did. I didn't even realize it. Yeah. And, you know, so just because you don't see it doesn't mean that your loved ones don't, or, d- yeah, did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. You sure did. <laughs> I, I got confused in my head with my do's and don'ts. <laughs> uh, our second key perspective we want to make sure to hit on is that relationships are more important than tasks. We live in an accomplishment oriented world. Maybe you've realized that. Um, And we often use our achievements to justify our existence, right? Um, And it's kind of just a part of of culture, you know, like it's my resume is who I am. And and you can look at all these things I did. You can look at these awards I've won or or, or whatever. And that's a, see, I'm I'm important in this world. Yeah. I, you know, I exist for a reason. And, you know, that can be a big part of just who we become and who we think of ourselves. Yeah, we want to leave a legacy. We use these words that sound very high sounding, but can also have some serious problems for us. Yeah. Um, But one of the great things that Jesus can do for us is to free us from this endless cycle. We'll call this the curse so that we can focus on truly important things like our relationships with God and others, right? Yeah, it's it's such it, it it truly is a curse to feel like we need to constantly achieve and accomplish and achieve and accomplish and prove ourselves to others and prove ourselves to others. Yeah, um, that. But what Jesus is saying is, hey, uh, I've given you the great commandment, which is love God and love others. I don't remember ever saying, uh, you know, achieve 
level 55 on the new game that you just bought <laughs> yeah. or whatever like yeah um so it's it's keeping that perspective of what truly is important and Jesus lays that out pretty clearly and it truly does hark back to the curse of Adam i mean what essentially happened in that moment is that is that there was a there was a breaking that happened inside the spirit of the human yeah, being yeah. that said from here on i will always feel as though happiness and the sensation of enough will always be just out of reach. Mm-hmm. It'll always, now it won't be out of reach necessarily, but it'll always feel like it's just over the horizon. Mm-hmm. And God essentially says that from this point on, you will, it will only be with great difficulty that you it's scrape toiling. out a living, yeah. right? And so we have this, but I think the curse is actually, as much as it was exterior, where God said the earth is literally not going to produce its fruit oh, for you as easily as before, there's also, I think, an internal element mm-hmm. of the curse where we have this sensation that we must be doing all the time. And we're trying to, f- we try to fill a hole that is unfillable, at least that is unfillable by our own doing, sure. right? It can only be filled by a relationship with Christ, which is a restoring of what was lost in the first place. Um, and, and I think we we sometimes think of like, oh, that, that moment with Adam and Eve is so far in the past, but it still jumps up and bites us day after day in the little decisions that we make. Yeah, it may feel far away, but it's not as far yeah. as you feel. Because I'm here. We have, yeah. <laughs> hey, remember this? Um, there's a, a great quote from Tom on page 37 of the book. It says, God doesn't demand of me that I accomplish great things. He does demand of me that I strive for excellence in my relationships. Yeah. Right, and um, another point, kind of that that that's on this is that Jesus constantly allowed interruptions. Right, in fact, uh, many of his most powerful encounters with people were seemingly unplanned. Uh, you know, take the guy coming down the roof on a mat as Jesus was teaching. Yeah, <laughs> what was it last week? Week before we talked about that. That's right, we did. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah that was a definite interruption. Yeah, like he's imagine like, something like <laughs> you're teaching <laughs> class two hundred one, and someone like <laughs> comes down from the ceiling right in front. You're of like, you. this is different. <laughs> but right, but in that we get the powerful story of Jesus healing him of his sins for, and then yeah. of his body. The woman who tugs on his cloak as he's exactly. walking through the crowd. These are all seemingly unplanned and very just sort of seemingly random. Yeah. But no, there was a there's a purpose in that, and uh, th- and those interruptions are really what a lot of relationships consist of. Yeah, in the end, yeah. Um, and and the truth here is that we cannot be like Jesus until we learn to give people priority over tasks. Yeah, right. It's just looking at where is our priority is is it is it in other people or is it in the task the feeling of I gotta accomplish this I gotta achieve this. Yeah, yeah. If if achievement is something that you feel like you need to do, um, it may point to uh, to that vestigial curse <laughs> that's in you that that thing that's Ooh, hanging on from vestigial the distant curse. Past. Yeah, hey, uh, yeah, <laughs> we get vestigial organs and stuff like yeah, that. We can't let we can't let that have all the fun. I just thought use of the word vestigial was fun in the show. Look it up. <laughs> Always learning something on the show. Um, but yeah, that that sense of need, like that feeling like you're not right or you're not worth your own existence if you don't achieve something is not a feeling that comes from God. Yeah, and I, I, I would add to that too, 
the feeling that, that other people aren't worth your time Whoa. does not come from God, which is what we just had. We, and just you got about there, with, pal. Which is what you we were got just us talking there. about with interruptions, right? That's if you, true. If you, if you feel like, oh, I can't be interrupted because what I'm doing is more important than who you are, yeah. that's, that's, uh, that's not rooted in, uh, in God's relationship principles. You're absolutely right. Well, shall we talk about some doables? That is the title of the show. Uh, first, I will reiterate what we said earlier. That is, you should pick up Pastor Tom's book, which Jason is holding so beautifully, The Relationship Principles of Jesus. Uh, it is a great one. In fact, this is its 10th anniversary year, right? I forgot about that. It is. Yeah. So this is almost a celebration of, of Tom's great, great book. It's super, super practical. As we said, we're going to be covering one principle per week on the show over the next, uh, well, this week and then plus five more, six weeks total. You can find it on saddleback.com slash books. Just go there and click on the relationships tab, and then there's a link there. You can go off and buy that, or you can find it on Amazon yourself or whatever you like to do. But pick up the book. Or in the bookstore on the Lake Forest campus on the weekend. Yes, of course. You can also do that. Uh, so check that out so you can follow along with us. We're only going to be skimming the surface of this book. It's really just a tease. We're going to be drawing out some of the some of the just good bits of like nourishing, good relationship building principles out of this. But there is a world of content here that we're not going to be able to get into on the show. So let this just be sort of a, a taster for you to... to, to to help you it's hunger the for more, see yes, yes, the yes. hors d'oeuvre. Yes, thanks. I was I was dying there. <laughs> <laughs> so pick that up. Second, here's one that you can begin doing right away. You don't have to buy the book to do this or anything like that. One that you can just begin doing. Uh, I would encourage you, and and I got to do this, man. I got to do this this week. Pause for relationships this week. And what I mean by that is, in the next 24 hours, you are going to get an interruption. You'll be in the middle of something. And a relationship will bust in on you, and there will be a decision moment where you can either half-heartedly or dismissively or uninterestedly kind of brush that person aside or get back to what you're doing as quickly as possible, or if you're a real scoundrel, <laughs> just ignore that person entirely. You're going to have a moment, whether get it's- Get off a, my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> go on and get- uh, it, it might be a coworker who shows up and you know just has something on their mind and wants a chat. Uh, it could be a, a call from your mom. It could be your kids. Mm. Could be don't ignore the call from your mom. Yeah, come on. We just had Mother's Day. Is it has it worn off already? It's just been a what's it been now? About a month a by the time this goes out. Yeah. Anyway, so you're going to get an interruption. Might be your spouse. Could be could be anybody. It's going to happen. Here's what I want you to do. Follow this simple three step plan. We talk about doable. This is doable. I want you to turn your body toward that person first. I'd like you to make direct eye contact as I'm doing with you now if you're watching on YouTube. And imagine that I'm doing it if you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> and then listen intently. That's it. Turn your body, make eye contact, listen intently. Just don't rush it. Just have the conversation. That's a tiny, tiny, tiny little way to prioritize the person over the task. And very often the tasks are related to making money. So <laughs> you might actually be killing two birds with one stone by doing that. You might be <laughs> sub, you know, subduing the hunger for money and subduing the desire to, to get the tasks done in favor of the relationship all at once. Uh, it's, it's really all it takes to give relationships a little bit higher priority in your life. So a super easy thing that you can probably do before this day is over, I would bet. So be sure you do that. Uh, do you have anything you want to add on that? Let's not drown them with doables like we've been doing yeah, lately. I know. Like, Here's 10 no, things. I, <laughs> I, I love that we gave a three-point, just like do these three things. How easy is that? There Turn you your go. body, make eye contact, listen intently. That's, That's all. That's good. 
Guys, girls, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We look forward to carrying forward with you on the relationship principles of Jesus next week. If you're a podcast listener and you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. And if you're thinking, hey, listening's great, but is there a way I can watch these episodes? Yeah, there is. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for video versions of these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you're already watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.